Hi, and welcome to Cameron's Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We hope you're blessed by today's message. Thank you. I want to ask you to, to open your Bible with me. Deuteronomy chapter 6. But I, um, instead of reading from verse 6, I want to read it from verse 4. Um, but just uh, if you don't have the verse, just leave it there and I'll catch up in a minute. And the verse 4 says, Listen, O Israel. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And now I'm going to come to this vision. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. And in other words, in all aspects of your life. This walking along the road means as they grow up. As you help them to grow up, you talk to them about God. You not only talk to them about God, but you live God's life near them so they know who your God is. Impress them on your children. That's a command. So later on I will read another verses, but uh, I'm going to start with this one for now. Father, we're going to ask you once again for your blessing as I start to share this message with your people. Speak to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Use me, Lord, as you wish, for your glory and for the expansion of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, The book of Deuteronomy. How many of you read the book of Deuteronomy? You know, the, the word Deuteronomy derives from a Greek word. And it means second law. It doesn't mean this is a new law. But it means that it's a second time that Moses then reads the law to the people. Why? Because the people who left Egypt have all died in the desert. Because God swore on his own character that these people would not enter the promised land. So they died. A whole generation who left Egypt, who saw the power of God, who saw the miracles of God, the grace of God, and the wonders that God had performed. Many times they tempted God, they mocked God, they complained about God, and then they never knew God, actually. God said, you will not enter. Now there is this new generation. That is his new beginning. Now Moses also will not come into the promised land. But then he has his last task. His last moment of his life. Where he needs now to do what God wants him to do. It is to read again the whole law 
to the new generation and explain it to them. So it is the last five of the, the, the books are called the Pentateuch. And uh, at the same time, it makes a connection uh, with the historical writings of the autonomistic history, as we say, as we call in, in the theologian terms. I'm not going to spend my time explaining this to you now. At the moment, there's no need. If you want to know that, come to our house group and ask me that question. I want to tell you what it is. But the Deuteronomy deals with the fundamental themes for faith and the spirituality of God's people. It is the central, it's, its central theme is expressed in this phrase from the book that I just read. Hear Israel, Yahweh, our, our God is the only God. There is no other. Therefore, you shall or you must have no choice. You must love Yahweh, our God, with all our hearts, with all our soul, and with all our strength. Remember, when the word says here, Israel is, does now, in those days meant the Israel nation now, is the spiritual Israel that we are also part of. Not speaking to Israel as a nation today, speaking to the spiritual Israel as we understand it is to be the people of God. Because the people of God are those who were bought by the blood of the Lamb. Those who confess Christ Jesus, they you can be from any nation in the world. So I just want to make that clear. So the Deuteronomy 6, 6 commandments in, in the heart is the, 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 the situation what God is really aiming at is their heart. So these verses instruct the, you know, that God's words must be kept in the heart, symbolizing the deep internalization of divine commandments, which it represents uh, actually um, that obedience to God, that this obedience begins with an internal change and a very sincere devotion to God. So we can also conclude from reading this text that parents, parents are God's representatives and the work of preparing children for this life and for, an, for eternal life belongs to the parents. Is any parent here? Can you say amen to me? So Moses told the people, these are the commandments and laws the Lord our God commanded me to teach you. So therefore, obey these commandments and the land you will enter and possess. So my, the title of my message is New Beginnings. You know, the family is um, within the divine plan. The family is sacred territory. And as we've seen, postmodernity with its corrupted values is trying to rob this generation and the next of the blessings of being a family. One of the ideas of communism or Marxism is to destroy the family. 
That's the aim. If you read Marxism, if you, if you tell me that you're a Marxist, and I'm sorry, you can't call yourself a Christian either because they have completely different ideas, completely different principles. Communism and, 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 and being a Christian, there is nothing to do one with each other. It, it, it's, it's impossible. Just read the word of God and, 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 and what communism teaches. What Marxism is. Even Marxist ideas is now within our law. You know that they, 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 um, the, the laws that the country makes now, most of the, they call the criminologists and, soci and, 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 and the sociologists, they, when they try to make a law, they look into Marx and bring a, and, and brought a lot of ideas of Marxism into um, our laws. They have actually taken what we had before, which is everything was based within the word of God, and replaced it with something else. Now we have so much complacency within. Now you see people going to jail today and out tomorrow. They present a threat to society and they are convicted of many things and then suddenly they make a blind eye because there is a loop in the law that will allow some people to then advocate for them and release them from prison. They come out and do worse. We have that all over the world. I tell you one thing, there is in Brazil, they call this um, Christmas, kind of a Christmas, um, like, for, like on Christmas time, a lot of people are allowed to come and spend Christmas home. And then a, a good percentage of those good guys who come out of prison don't come back. They must come back on the, on the day, they are released on bail. But they don't come back. And most, some of those people are going straight into commit crimes and even kill people. Destroy lives. And they continue to do that. Why? Read Marx and you see. You know, but as I said, the society is trying to corrupt. And, uh, but let me tell you, we will not allow this to happen and now watch as a church. We will protect the Lord's blessing for our homes in Jesus' name. And my call for you this morning, as I'm talking about a new beginnings, is for you to start with your family because the society is made of families. The church is composed by families. If you have a broken family, you have broken society. If you have broken families, you have a broken church. Let me tell you, um, people, many people think that the church is an infirmary. Or infirmary, I don't know how you pronounce it, but anyway, you know what it is. So where you bring all the, the, the wounded people in. The church was never meant to be such a thing. The church is a headquarter. The church is what God established and said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
we know and it, within the church there is a place called infirmary where the wounds are and are dealt with and, and are looked after and then back into battle. But God called us into the battlefield. Not to be infirmary but to be a, 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 an army. That's why Ephesians talk about what we need to stand firm in the battle. Even though we know that the current reality of this world, that is, in, in general, the family is sick. As children of God, we need to position ourselves very clearly against all the evil concepts that are making our homes sick. We must stand against it in Jesus' name. For each of us, or if each of us, I would say, makes an effort and, and, and does our part and follow God's will for our lives, working so that the families are, you know, or families that are, that are devastated, we will open our house. We'll, we'll, we'll have a place where we can receive other families and help them out. Our homes will certainly be a, a, a heaven of peace where God's glory reigns, where other people will look at you, say, glory be to God, and say, what is in your house? There is so much peace in here. Your neighbors would like to come, the children would like to stay. You see, the spirit of this world, as 1 Corinthians uh, uh, 2, 12 says, the spirit of this world is in action. It is the spirit of the Antichrist who tries to remove the family from the center of God's purpose, raising children against their parents, parents against their, their children, saying, now you're free to do whatever you like. Let me tell you, what does your children or your teenager, 16 years old, know about life? I can tell you there are many 30-year-old 30 30 people in the home still living with their parents who don't even have a clue what life is. It is an evil subversion where people who have lost values rush to destroy the eternal original plan of God which is to bless families which is right there in Genesis chapter 12 verse, verse 3. Because everyone will be blessed within the family of Abraham. However, some families carry this blessing from the God of Abraham to heal the other families in their territory. What I mean is you should bring people into your territory and bless them because the blessing of Abraham is upon you. And God said, you bless every family will be blessed through him. And he talks about now, it was also talking about Christ. God wants to use you to heal the earth. And shape his principles within homes. To do this, my brother, we need to do the following. Have some tasks. That we must do. First we need to expand our territory. What does it mean? Family is the foundation of society. As I said. And I repeat it. To expand the territory. It's 
it is necessary to understand that it all starts with the family. How do I start my family? I was born in a family. I had a family. And then you have to be prepared also to take those who have no family into your family. So that means you expand your territory. Jesus always asked for a house where he could minister. Right? Even when he was walking through a place and then <clears throat> suddenly you see a little man up a tree. He said, come, on, come down little man, I, I'm going to come to your house today. Now, I want to bless your house. By blessing your house means I want to bless you. How many of you have Jesus in your house? If Jesus comes here today, can I come into your house? But remember, when Jesus comes into the house, he doesn't come on his own. Other people will follow. And you must be willing to open your house for somebody else to listen to Jesus. Is Jesus in your house? Is Jesus in your house? So in this place, the home, there is a legality. And people had, you know, whoever the owner of the house has the authority to open their homes. So that the good news could be announced from there. You see, there's, the platform is the family. The platform is right there. And in several houses, Jesus entered and ministered the gospel and saved people and healed people, make wonders. He made wonders, miracles. He rose the dead. And I pray and desire that each house of, of Jesus' disciples here Come Rose is open to become this master cell to impact our community. Your house may be a place where people will find refuge uh, when they are looking for it. Spiritually. May every home receive Jesus. So in, in Acts, the, the Bible says that it happened from house to house, right? So am I saying anything wrong here? So it's from house to house. So the strategy of going from house to house is so unique and, and pleasurable that we shouldn't worry about a full house. But we should worry about the functioning of it. Even with just one visitor. You may have only one person who comes to your house. Invite that person to your house. Invite him for a cup of tea. When was the last time you opened your house for somebody for you to share the gospel with them. Living new beginnings. You know, we declare that we will experience new beginnings from this time onwards. You know, this statement is out of faith. This is what I believe. And many believe with me. I believe. And, uh, and uh, we believe that it will happen. And on the other hand, it is a time when there are terrible wars within the families. And the fullness of this time of new beginnings needs to involve our homes. Needs to involve our devotional to Christ and his church. 
We need to love the church as well because it's a big family. It's a gathered of all the families together. We make one big family. But how do we overcome the challenges ahead and accomplish our purpose? How can we then become a church that is characterized by many churches distributed throughout Eduard districts and beyond? And then one day a week we come together as a big family to celebrate what God has done throughout the week. And the result of people coming in, new people coming in, is because you are reaching out in your home. We must be careful not to be lured into some of the traps in this world uh, that, has, that the enemy has prepared for us. Because let me tell you, we are not products of our environment. When we get to know Christ, we are not the product of our environment. We know exactly where we are, who we are, where we came from. We came from, from the, the kingdom of darkness. Now we are being, being transported into the kingdom of light. And we know where we are going. We know our way and we know where we'll spend eternity. I know that, do you? So we will not become what the world wants us to become. We will not give in to the standard that the media or social media, whatever, or this media has introduced through humanism, which is a philosophy that places men as God to whom all desires must be met, which has occupied and entangled many churches and denominations in our days, trying to put in things that is not God. This way, I believe, the small groups in the home. The family will be attacked, yes, but it will be protected by the power of God's presence. All these struggles, so-called, you know, so-called freedom of behavior in out there are nothing more than wars against the family. Oh, you have no right. Like, let me tell you something. Um, you, may, you may call us a strict, whatever you can call me, I don't mind. But let me tell you, my, our experience Adran and mine. Who knows what is best for your children? Do they? No, we do, right? Why? Because we've been through. We've been, we've been children once. We're no better than, than our children what is best for them. So we need to instruct them. Until they are able to make decisions for themselves in terms of certain things in life. Say, as they grow, of course, they can go out sometimes. They go to school on their own. They can cross the road. <laughs> you know, so as I said, my house, the rule was no, no boyfriends before 18 years of age. And that was a strict rule in my, in my house. I kept that and they were happy with it as well. Praise God. This is, this is our way of, 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 Leading our home. But then there was a time that we need to be strict in some places. Some, oh, you're not going this way. You're not going that way. You're not going to this place. Not today. We don't want you to go. They gladly listen. Maybe they don't like it much. But they don't rebel against it. Because they know all we want is the best for them. Even these days, mom, you know, mom is strict. 
I'm a little bit softer. But God is a good God. But you know what is best for your children, right? So then you got this idea, oh, it's, it's my children's room, nobody can come in. Oh, it's my privacy. So then people have privacy. If you give too much privacy to a teenager, and you don't know what's going on with the teenager in this world, let me tell you, you're about to lose your teenager. So there are other rules. There are other things that you need, just you need to put your hands on it. Or you, you give account to God through the people that you, you, God has given you to, to, to bring up. I mean, all, as I said, all this so-called freedom sometimes can be dangerous. So today, Christian doctrines struggle to remain pure amid perverted society, lost in wrong concepts and values. Tell me what the world knows about relationship. All right? They told so much about, oh, marriage, so no, no, no sex before marriage and so on and so forth. You have to get married first, blah, blah, blah. All this that we, people think, oh, it is only a blah, blah, blah. No, it's not a blah, blah, blah. No, it is a principle, a spiritual principle that God has established that God will honor it. Because if you dishonor it, Bible says the wedding is an honorable place. It must be honored. And unfortunately, because of this terrible behavior of some leaders, the gospel has become discredited in many places. Or discredited for many. We urgently need to rise grounded in the word of God with emotional intelligence, but filled with the Holy Spirit of God. To avoid falling into the enemy's cunning ways. So the principle of the word must be guide, must be a guide for our standard of living. There is no other way rather than the word of God to, 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 to guide us. So I'm going to read Matthew chapter 26 verse 41. Because our calling in the kingdom of God and our faith are non-negotiable. Church, if we want to achieve this, some actions must be taken, such as we need to be vigilant. So Matthew chapter 26 verse 41 What does Jesus say? I'm relying on you, uh, Ana Maria. Let me open mine then. I may have a different translation. 26, verse 41. Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. You know, due to a lack of vigilance, Christians have become lost in the distraction of technology these days and walked along deceptive corridors. This has caused them to distance themselves from the word of God by distracting themselves on many things, especially social media. If you ask me, social media is bad? Yes, it is bad. 
and because you have many visibilities, you're exposed, then people think, okay, let me, me get there. Anyway, so they get stuck there and lost if they are not mature enough to manage so many situations. Let me tell you, there are people committing suicide, being bullied, code names, and exposed, and even have their reputation destroyed completely due to social media. Watch your children, please. There are predators there looking for your children. The devil is not sleeping. He's alive and active. Although he's already the defeated enemy, but he still have a few moves on. You have to be careful. So the result is a life that loses credit and stops living within the purpose of the biblical call. We must not be distracted. We must be vigilant. The second thing we need to do, we need to exercise the priesthood. Genesis 1, verse 27 to 28. I'm going to read it to you as well. If you don't know where Genesis is, it's the first book of the, of the scripture. So in verse... 27, 28 in Genesis says, So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that um, scurry along the ground. You see, is exercising priesthood. It's exercising authority over what God has given you. Let me tell you. And I'm going to use. I've, I've tried to, to use a very simple example here. Um, God gives you authority. Okay. And he gives you. There is a, the authority that are realms of authority. And I'll explain to you uh, in the practical ways. Okay, you, 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 if you go on the street and you, you, you have a, a, a traffic warden um, looking out for whoever is parking illegally, what is his realm of authority? He can only give a ticket to you when you're parked in a double yellow line or in a non-authorized where you don't have the, holding or the, the, the permit, resident permit, or if you're parking in a single yellow line, uh, you know, between certain hours. So what is the realm of his authority? Only to give you a ticket. Can he arrest you? He doesn't have that authority, right? Okay, this is one. So then you come to a police officer. The police officer, if even if you're parking in the wrong place, he, he's parking on a, on, a, on a zigzag lane, or on a double yellow line, on a red route, whatever it is, the police can stop you, give you a fine, and he may... Even sanction you with the some points in your license. He may recommend that to happen. But can he arrest you for parking on that lane? No, he cannot. Because that's the realm of his authority is limited by what he can do according to what you have done. Now, if you are in the street and then you, you come to a place where you didn't hit somebody, the police officer comes in and can arrest you. Right? But can he judge you? Can he send you to jail for 10 years? 
Why not? Because he's not a judge. So there is a system that then will, uh, uh, will follow that. There is a system to follow. Anyway, there is the same way. When it comes to authority, that's what God does. So, but the realm of the authority, either the, 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 the traffic ward and the police officer, if the judge is confined within their realm of action. You have some, um, in, in our country, we have some state judges and we have some federal judges. So the state judge is only allowed to judge state cases, where federal judges can, can judge any case concerning any of these states. So that's the realm of authority. Now, when it comes to us, the realm of our authority, first of all, as yourself, as a person, you have the authority, if you have Christ in your life, if you have given uh, um, your life to Christ, you have the authority over any attack of the enemy over your life. Why? Because God has given you that authority. Because you have the Holy Spirit of God in you, then you have the authority of God over anything that comes against you. You have that in Jesus' name. Are you following me? Okay, now is your realm of authority is yourself. Then you have, of course, something to do. You, you need to keep your devotion. You need to keep away from, you know, any hidden sin in your life. Because the devil can claim that. So it's all legality here. Okay, all to do with legality. Why do you think the devil came and said to, 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 to God, Oh, uh, God said to him, Oh, have you seen my servant Job? He said, yes, but you give him all these things. He had no legality over Job because Job was a just man, was a righteous man. The devil only have a foothold on those who have hidden sin. So then the authority in you, the realm of authority for yourself is that. Now, when it comes to your family, all right, God has established that also that rule, that principle. You are the head of your family. The man is the priesthood of the family. If you neglect your spiritual responsibility with your family, the devil can come and play about your family. All right? But God has given you also authority to protect your family. And as a priest, you are to intercede for your family. You are to pray for your family. You are to rebuke the devil over your family. If you are in your house and suddenly somebody is trying to break in your house, what do you do? You stand there and let the person come in, do whatever they like, damage your, your goods and, and harm your family? Would you stand on the way or are you going to coward? Of course, it's, it's a natural instinct. You would protect your family at all costs. All right? And in the meantime, of course, you're going to call the police. Um, but if you have no police to call, you do whatever is necessary to protect yourself and, and, and the well-being of your family. So this is called, is your authority. And the law will protect you when you're protecting your own home and your family. Now, it's... And spiritually speaking, you have authority over your home. But then you also have a, an obligation and a duty to be that priest that God called you to be. So you must be an exercise priesthood. That's what it means. If you neglect your priesthood, you're exposing your family to the attacks of the enemy. 
Because as a priesthood, you are, you are representing them before God. As a, and you have authority over the attacks of the enemy, over your children. When you send your children to school, God will protect their lives and their minds. So the thoughts inserted today through the media have as their main target, especially the destruction of the family values. In its essence, in God's project. So this is impossible since God's plan are eternal and the, and the purpose of God for the family has been established. So all we need to do is to take our place as a priesthood and intercede for our house. It is impossible to destroy family values because God has established. Although some families are devastated right now, but now is it our duty who know the Lord to help those families to restore that in Jesus' name. If we reflect on the biblical and current family model, we conclude how far we are from what God truly wants of us. Are you with me? So, Respect was lost and the relationship between parents and children was strained because when the priesthood is not exercised, the spirit of this age causes interference in the home. We have sensed that many times in our home. We sense some kind of interference and there were times where God gave us straight away Alert us when we acted upon it, we avoid uh, uh, many things, praise God, that would not be good for our family, for our children. But please do not fool yourself. Be not only hearers of the word, but also doers. Remember what I said last week. So when the priesthood is exercised correctly within a house, the devil may try, but he cannot harm the family. God will protect you, will give you victory. So in this way, uh, the marriage remains firm on the rock, which is Jesus Christ, and the children are preserved as pillars in the house of the Lord. You have your children serving the Lord. You can say, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. So we declare that we'll, we'll experience new beginnings here at Camrose from, from, you know, from this time on. This statement, as I said, is out of faith, of our faith. We believe it will happen. We trust the Lord to give us that. And I said and I said again on the other hand, although we may go through terrible times of, of, of some bumpy roads, but we will we stay firm because God wants to give us not only a new beginning, but he was going to do wonderful things in the lives of our children as well. So the third thing is we need to block evil. We use that. But when you exercise your priesthood, you can, we can go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16, um, which is very close. The Bible says that uh, with the shield of faith, we can overcome all the fiery darts of the evil. Do you know why he uses darts? Do you know why he uses darts? I'll tell you. Because on that realm of authority, the Bible says that the, the angels of the Lord... They come where? Around, okay? Around us. So imagine what the devil has to do to penetrate that barrier. First of all, okay, let's look at outside. He's got the angels of the Lord surround you. As the Bible says, those who fear the Lord. 
If you pass the angel, listen, uh, which is, you know, he has the Holy Spirit of God in you. He will not be able to do so. That's why he uses darts. Why? Because he cannot come close to you. He cannot come close to you, so he used darts. You know, on a distance, he threw them. Because he, you're far away from him. You are protected by the presence of God. You're protected by the angels of the Lord. You're protected by the word of God. Imagine how all these things God have put in our disposal during the day. If we are not attentive, many situations will arise, placing doubts in our hearts, generating disbelief. So is are the doubts of the enemy trying to lure us out of our protection zone. He only can, can catch us when we are out of the boundaries where God have kept us in. So if doubts and uncertainties enter the mind, faith ceases to exist and gives way to unbelief. And that's where the devil works in through unbelief. Are you following me? This is the evil, you know, this is the evil of the century that needs to be blocked in our minds because the battle is the battle for the mind. Otherwise we start to see as normal what abnormal According to the principles of the word of God. That's what we've seen lately. People think that a lot of things in the church now is normal. There's nothing. That's fine. No, it's not fine. That's not normal. The word of God condemns it. So should we. We need to block evil so as not to mix the holy with the profane. Since the kingdom of God is non-negotiable. If we are not attentive, we move away from God without realizing it. Now, little by little, we lose the pleasure of seeking the Lord in intimacy as the word says it should be. Fourth, we need to be agents of change. It's 1 Peter 2, verse 9 and verse 10. Well, we do not live in this generation by chance, let me tell you. But the Bible says, but you are a chosen people. Do you think this is a chance? No, God has chosen us. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had no, you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Isn't that wonderful? God wants us to use as an agent of change because we are not here by chance. We've been chosen by God. Imagine being chosen by God. He wants to start something new. And, he, and, and, and this need to start right in our homes, with our family, with our children. And then it will expand even to our neighbors. Let your home become the first concept of church your children will ever learn. I guarantee you that they will serve the Lord with you. Somebody said, give me a child before the age of seven and I'll make him a Catholic for life. Why? Because the principles are there before the time. So being agents of change means leaving the word of God with all the guidance it has for us primarily within our home. It is not just the world that needs to see that our lives are different. 
but especially our families. Your children need to be who God is. And they need to know God through you. So, you know, our children must see that despite the persecution against our faith, we do not live mere religion. Um, do you know where we live? We live redemption. We live redemption. We are citizens of the kingdom of God. We are called a chosen nation, a people exclusively owned by God, which makes us a royal priesthood. And lastly, we must live the principles commanded by God in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. I want to read that again. My brother, my sister, no one can live new beginnings if they are not an agent of change and do not live by God's principles. Don't think that your child will love the Lord if you do not show love for the Lord yourself. Our God is a just and faithful God who compensates and rewards those who live without negotiating what is most precious to them, which is their salvation. Everything we built based on principles remains standing. But anyone who doesn't live by these principles, as I said, I read last time, they're doomed because they have built their house on sand. Living the principles speaks of not being persuaded by reasoning constructions that go against the word of God. It is not being deceived by the word that lies and is evil. First, we need to let the power of God which operates in us flow from our lives to transform the lives of others, especially the lives of the most important people in your lives, which are our children, our family. Where do you think the change must begin? Looking at this, where do you think the change must begin? How are we doing as parents? You may not have children on your own, but how are you doing as a spiritual parent for somebody as well? I'm not asking you this question to be judgmental. I, I, I'm asking you this question so you can humbly say to the Lord, Lord, I want to change in my life. I want to change in my family. I want to change in the lives of my children. Where are your children right now? Spiritually, where are they? Do you want any change for your children? Spiritually, I tell you, there is only one who can do it for you, which is Christ Jesus. The only one who has the power to change is the Holy Spirit of God. So, I have prayed to God for a theme for a conference in July. And, uh, and Sharina, you can write it down. And and I, I'm already starting to make some provisions for that because I was praying this week especially and I was preparing this message as well. And, and the theme is welcome home. Welcome home for those who've been away. I want to start praying for those family members who wanted to be saved. And I want you to pray with you for your family members. Those who once were with you in church and now 
You don't even know where they are in their spiritual journey. Or you may do, and you know that they are not in a very good place. And they really do need a Savior. And I want to pray with you. I want to start to intensify our prayers in that matter. Welcome home. Welcome home. And I want you to think about the person that you, you, you want to come home. Because everyone is lost without Christ. Let's bring them home, shall we? Let's bring them home through our prayers. Let the Spirit of God guide us. Let the Spirit of God bring us in such a place where the atmosphere of heaven will invade their hearts and they will not stand in the way they are forever, but they will kneel down and confess Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives. Welcome home. Let's stand, shall we? So in this new beginning, And this new beginning in our lives. The call for God. For us as a family. First of all. We need to be vigilant. Second. We need to exercise the priesthood. Then. We need to block evil. Exercising that. Realm of authority that I mentioned. You explained to you earlier today. In each area you can do that. And as a church, we also have an authority in this area to block the evil and fight against it in Jesus' name. Fourth, be agents of change. Tell God, Lord, use my life, use my home as an agent of change. Use us, I pray. And, and, and lastly, live the principles commanded by God. To, in regarding to your family, what is written in Deuteronomy chapter uh, um, 6, 6 and 7. Verse, verse 6 and 7. Chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. And outside, just do it. Tell people about God, what God has done for you. And then you see new beginnings in your life, in the lives of those that you love. And they will bring them home. If you are... In that position today, you want to do that. Be part of it. This new beginning. In your home, place your house before the Lord, your, your place, your life, and open it. And let it be a place of blessing in Jesus' name. And come and talk to me. Whatever God put in your heart to do. Father, I want to thank you for this morning and ask you that your blessing will be upon your church. As we sing this song, Lord, that we are to sing now, Holy Spirit of God, minister to each and every heart here. And those, Lord, who feel the need to be part of this change in this new beginning, putting their home, Lord, their house and their lives to be an instrument and an agent of change in this neighborhood. Let it be so. Whatever you place them in their neighborhood, receive it, Lord, their offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. If you want more information about Camrose Baptist Church, visit our website, www.camrosebc.org.uk. Follow us on Instagram at Camrose Baptist Church and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Camrose Baptist Church Edgeware.